Dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 bum. What's up, guys? Uh, this is the second episode of the second season of Hazy Headed. I'm your host, Evan, and here's Zane. He's not here. Yep, so unfortunately, uh, Zane isn't going to be able to make this one, but shout out to him. He's at an awesome Pantera concert uh, in Bristol, Virginia with a bunch of cool-ass homies. So good for him. This will be the first ever solo episode. So we'll see how this goes. Um, if I get emotional and I have to cut off early because I don't have my right hand man, I know you guys will understand. But we'll see how it goes. And I know also since Zane's not going to be in this episode, our female viewership's going to drop down drastically. So uh, this will probably be for. Uh, most guys out there, the few straddling women that want to hear me. So our sex appeals off. So I guess it's just me. But today we're going to be talking about the NFL. Catch up with week one. Um, legendary stats. Seeing what's going on. Just a real simple episode where I can just type on my computer and see different statistics and stuff. So this will be a nice little quick hitter. Um, keeping content up for you guys. Most everyone likes the NFL, and uh, um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes from there. So the biggest storyline of Week One in the NFL, I'd say the two biggest storylines, is as many of you know, I'm a diehard Giants fan. Unfortunately, they got off on the wrong foot, and they lost forty and O to the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, it had to be a divisional rivalry. And it's just so sad um, to see them underperform so bad, especially since the first drive was looking promising. Um, Give you a little recap of the game. Giants had a really nice first drive, got into field goal range, and they got their fucking uh, uh, field goal attempt blocked. And it was just downhill from there. Um, the Danny Dimes threw two interceptions. He had no time in the pocket. Every play, it was uh, collapsing. Um, everyone knows about the crazy uh, defensive end slash linebacker, Micah Parsons, for the Dallas Cowboys. Just a real, just evil on the Giants' offensive line. And, you know, the Giants have struggled with their offensive line for a very long time, even since Eli Manning was playing. So I'm really not surprised about the outcome. Um, <laughs> I was hoping for more of a competitive game than getting shut out at home week one with uh, Daniel Jones' constant pressure in his face and our defense doing absolutely nothing. Um, now, to be fair, uh, as far as quarterback skills go, Dak was just playing average, but he really didn't need to do anything spectacular because their defense was so strong. Cowboys' defense looks lethal this year, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, We'll get in more detail about that. But another huge thing in the NFL is uh, Aaron Rodgers' debut in the Jets, and he got injured in the first quarter with a torn um, Achilles. That's one of the most painful... um, Uh, ligaments you can tear and he's out for the season so you know everyone was looking forward to see him play on a new team see how he does under new management coaching everything like that and he gets hurt so um, at least this will give time for the the Zach Wilson to step up 
you know, not many people have faith in him, but I'm kind of excited to see what he does um, now that Aaron Rodgers is out. So we'll see how he performs. Um, the Eagles just played the Vikings yesterday. Um, I went out to a bar with a good friend of mine, Raven. Shout out, Raven. And we watched some of the game. And <laughs> it's looking like Eagles are going to be pretty good this season, too. Um, as many of you know, last year they went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Chiefs. So, you know, it's hard. Most people who show up to the Super Bowl, most teams, um, you'll find that the season after they have a pretty heavy drop-off. For That's many case for tons of teams. So um, we'll see what that goes to show um, with the Eagles. And I, I think Eagles and Cowboys will be a really good matchup. Hate to say it, being a diehard Giants fan. Um, but they look very strong, both teams. Uh, I'm curious to see that how uh, Eagles' electric offense will go against Dallas's electric defense. Um, that'll be a storyline for sure. Uh, I think Eagles' offensive line holds up a, excuse me, a lot better than the Giants. And we just looked real sloppy, man. The Giants, <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. It was almost like to the point I was just watching to laugh at my own team. I know that's pretty sad, but it was such a pathetic performance. And especially against a rival team at home, you should, you need to at least get points on the board. If you're struggling that heavy, you got to figure something out. You got to make rotations, put in a new guy, throw different options in there. You know, easier said than done, like I'm some coach. But all our designed run plays for Daniel Jones were getting shut down. Saquon had a terrible whiff on the ball. That ended up being a pick six, I believe. Um, obviously, the stat line goes to Daniel Jones for two interceptions, even though that one wasn't really his fault. The second one, he was just trying to make something happen, and he forced a pick. A lot of people giving Daniel Jones shit, but at the end of the day, if your receivers aren't getting open and your line's not holding up, you, I don't think even Tom Brady in his prime could throw dimes. You need time in the pocket. You need your quarterback to be able to perform. Um, and that goes on the whole team, you know. So, Giants is a big one. Tua, Tua, my man Tua, um, for the quarterback for the Dolphins, had an amazing game. I'm pulling up some stats for him now. In his first week at the Chargers, he had a QB rating of 119. He had three passing touchdowns and 466 passing yards. So Tua's going to be huge for the Dolphins. That's a storyline to keep an eye out for um, as the season progresses. Tons of potential on this young kid. Um, absolutely destroyed the Chargers. So, you know, uh, we'll see. That's, that might be a big splash in the AFC. You're looking at some notable matchups. If all this holds up towards, you know, uh, playoffs, you've got um, big, big matchups that could happen. So keep an eye on Tua. Let's see. Monday, last Monday, there was another notable matchup with the Jets. Uh, we talked about how Aaron Rodgers' debut was shut down early because of an injury. Well, 
you need to keep an eye on the Jets' special teams, <laughs> ironically, because they had a return touchdown in overtime to win the game against the Bills. And, you know, the Bills speak for themselves. They're a crazy good NFL team. And the Jets really stunned everyone on live primetime television. And it was just a beautiful play. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what the Jets can do without Aaron Rodgers. I think they have some potential. Um, Now we'll see if that goes down the drain um, as the season goes on. But as long as they hold up, Special teams keeps performing. Um, they keep a solid defense and offense and a, a solid coaching staff. Um, you know, you could really see something there. Now, the uh, let's see what some other notable matchups. This is the beauty of having a computer right in front of you. You don't have to know everything. So, let's see. Yeah, Rams beat the Seahawks. Um, that's not too notable there. Raiders beat the Broncos 17-16. Obviously, the biggest blowout was the Giants-Cowboys. Um, let's see. Bills, like we said, lost to the Jets. Packers beat the Bears. So, Jordan Love, the replacement for Aaron Rodgers, uh, might be a standout guy to look at, too. Um, as the story goes, he was uh, drafted in the first round a couple years back, and it was this whole controversy like, why would they take a quarterback in the first round? They have Aaron Rodgers. Well, it must be uh, it must pay off because this kid had three passing touchdowns and 245 yards with an astounding QBR, which is a quarterback rating, of 133. So... You know, it's going to be electric in Lambeau Field, man. You know, Love might be the future. I could see him being a career guy for the Packers. Um, I could really see them being um, a strong force in the NFC, depending on how everything plays out there. NFC North, you know, has its years where it's a really competitive division, and then other years where it's just kind of a, a shit division, you know. Um, and that's the beauty of the NFC East. It's historically always been um, competitive. NFC East is Giants, Cowboys, um, Redskins, Commanders, uh, now called the Commanders, used to be Redskins, and the Eagles. Uh, I don't know if I said all of them. Yes, I did. So, you know, back in 2015 up until – you know, there's a there's a couple years where it was very shit for the NFC East, and people couldn't believe it because they've always been a competitive division. Well, that spark is coming back because you look at last year. I mean that the standings were ridiculous. Um, the NFC East, I think, had two wild card teams. I know the Giants beat the Vikings in the first round um, in the wild card. So let's take let's pull up these stats. Um, 2022 season. Okay, so we had, um, yeah, so this is insane. The Cowboys went 12 and 5, um, and they obviously got a wild card berth. The Philadelphia Eagles 
went 14-3. and three. And the New York Giants also snagged a, a spot in the playoffs going 9-7. and seven. Um, Nothing spectacular, and that sounds about right for the Giants. But uh, seriously, though, it, it, the competitiveness is back. You can see it, you know. Such a historic divisional, or such a historic division, always been competitive, always been uh, monsters in the NFL. Uh, honestly, probably my favorite division. You know, you got a lot of cool ones. Uh, I like NFC West with the um, Cardinals, Seahawks, and um, that that whole division. But the NFC East, you cannot. It's just pristine competitiveness. And it has been for, you know, years. And just to have that glow and fighting spirit back is awesome. Uh, but let's see who I, I wonder. So Justin Herbert was a standout kid last year. Um, and he, I think he struggled a little bit. You know, he, he had, he had a good solid game, uh, with 229 passing yards and one touchdown. So Justin Herbert is the quarterback for the Chargers and just a real electric kid. Young guy, big boy. He's six foot six, uh, 240, around 240 pounds. So he's got the size. But um, obviously, Tua just made him look like nothing, you know, because Tua's a huge, going to be huge in the league. But we'll see. I think Justin Herbert's someone to keep an eye out on. All these young quarterbacks uh, are always, always fun to keep an eye out on um, as the season goes on. Now, the Ravens in week one, uh, they beat the – no, they're going against the Bengals in week two. Uh, let's see. I'm curious about this game. Ravens, oh, stop this. Ravens week one. Let's see who they want to win against. They're always fun to keep an eye on because they've got Lamar and really good uh, designed run plays. Um, let's see. Ravens week one results. Ravens versus Texans. Okay, well, that's like a bye week. Texans ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> so... Nothing impressive there, in my opinion. Uh, but let's see how Lamar performed. I love looking at quarterback stats. Wow. Um, he played pretty poorly. He had 169 passing yards and an interception with a QBR of 87.3. So, you know, nothing spectacular, but that's always a guy you want to keep a look at, that dual threat. With his cannon arm and good rushing, uh, I love how the Ravens had changed his offense, changed their whole offensive scheme kind of to match Lamar Jackson's dual threat ability, um, being able to run outside the pocket, get those uncontested yards, and just his scrambling is that of Michael Vick's. And, you know, I, I think Lamar keeps his nose clean and he's going to be the next Michael Vick. Um, he's a lot. He's a great kid. Um, <laughs> Michael Vick obviously had his issues and his controversy, but I think Lamar Jackson's uh, pretty good. Um, and we're going to see how he performs as time goes on. And um, as you know, the Ravens coach. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. I can't even remember. 
but anyways, the Ravens coach actually talked a while back about how they totally changed their schemes and plays for designed pocket plays, designed runs off to fit Lamar Jackson. So it's pretty cool that you get this quarterback who brings so much, uh, so much um, potential, potential to Baltimore, and uh, they knew that they need to build some a, a team around them, some solid tight ends, receiving tight ends, really good blocking tight ends, a good line. You know, just obviously you want to build around the quarterback, but to be able to change the schemes for him, that's that's huge. Being able to do design run plays, being able to do design pocket plays that, you know, really fit his play style because um, that the Ravens <laughs> really switched up. I mean, their career quarterback before him was a, a, a big white boy who just sat in the pocket in Joe Flacco. So being able to have that added uh, that change, that total change. They, they went in their office and just started ripping up their playbooks. We're like, we got to start over for this kid. This kid's got, he can run, you know. He's an athletic, athletic dude. So that's cool to see how the Ravens kind of evolved um, around Lamar Jackson. So I think he's going to have a big season, had a very bad opener. And, uh, you know, I don't know how Texans defense is, but that could contribute to it. Um, Another notable um, uh, statistic of week one was how bad Joe Burrow did. He did awful in his opener, like worse than Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones, it wasn't really necessarily him. But Joe Burrow doesn't really have an excuse. They went against the Browns, you know, because he – he had 82 passing yards and he had a 52 quarterback rating and <laughs> Daniel Jones was getting blown up literally every play every single play and he still managed to get over 100 yards and yeah he had two interceptions but he was trying to make do so kudos to Daniel Jones but an atrocious 82 yards with only two sacks on him that's literally less than double I'm sorry. So Daniel Jones had double sacks. Oh, over double. Sorry. He had seven sacks that night against them and like 10 pressures, tackles for losses, 10 tackles for losses, like a gazillion dropbacks. So any quarterback's going to perform shit in that scenario. But when you only have a team that sacked you twice and you don't even throw the whole game the length of a football field, you really have to reevaluate, man, because. Joe Burrow, he's that guy, quote unquote. He needs to start playing like it. You know, he uh is he's an amazing athlete. He's already been to a Super Bowl, but <laughs> that's really not a good week one start. I feel like that's almost a little lackadaisical, like he was not giving his heart at that point because um eighty two passing yards in a season opener. Think about this. You've got four quarters, and you've got um, four quarters with, uh, you know, you're probably going to get the ball in a total game maybe 12 to 20 times, okay? And you're not even throwing enough to the length of a football field. That is embarrassing. That was embarrassing for everybody. Everyone was talking about how Joe Burrow's 
selling out week one. Um, honestly, <laughs> I'm going to make a controversial statement. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be that guy this year. You know, everyone might decide to dick ride him because he's great and he's he's a sexy dude. Good job. You're good looking. You had some good plays. But I seriously don't think he's he's. I think he's going to be mediocre this year. Um, I love Joe Burrow. He's a cool guy, good quarterback. But I I foresee a rough season for him and the Bengals. Um, we'll see as time goes on if they're able to do more. It's only week one. I mean, it, you can't judge a whole season on week one. But it's just something to keep an eye out on. I bet anyone listening five bucks that Joe Burrow is going to have a bad season. And I'm going to even say something crazier. I don't see the Bengals making the playoffs. I see the Browns with their new acquisition of Deshaun Watson um, being huge for them. And that's another noticeable matchup week one where it was a division rivalry where the Browns won. So uh, let's see. Let's pull up Deshaun Watson's sets. As you know, Deshaun Watson was a huge acquisition for the um, for the Browns. So let's see how he did week one. Okay, so he didn't do that all that great either. He had 150 passing yards and a touchdown and an interception. So, you know, not great. I could see him um, fitting in Browns scheme a lot better as time goes on. Um, but for now, it looks like he had sort of a rough match. Um, but as far as the NFL, I'm so looking forward to this season. I'm so excited what's going to come. And just keep an eye out on all these notable matchups. We'll see how Joe Burrow turns it around. We'll see how Zach Wilson performs now that Aaron Rodgers is out. And we'll see how Tua um, brings the Dolphins. And I bet they're going to get a playoff berth. I really want to see the Dolphins perform. That'd be cool. New AFC East takeover now that the Patriots are not good anymore. Um, so we will see what what the NFL comes. I hope this recap was good. Uh, Zane, if you're listening, love you, bro. We'll be back in the studio together, and I hope you're having a great time at the concert. Peace out, everyone. I love you.